Caitlin. Um, this is A Page of Life, and I'm here with Carolyn Payne. I am an actress, dancer, choreographer, and comedian. Awesome. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Caroline's um, experience in the acting industry and dance industry. We're kind of going to go a little bit free form on this one just because there's so many interesting things to talk about. So we're kind of going to just go all over the place. So I uh, hope you guys are following and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Okay. So first off, I just want to ask a little bit about why you were interested in going into acting and where you are with it now and where you thought you might be, things like that. Um, so I definitely always knew I wanted to be a performer. Um, mm -hmm. I studied dance from a young age. I grew up in Boston and uh, was in Boston Ballet's professional children's program. Um, and I knew that in addition to dancing, I wanted to get into theater and like television and things like that. Um, so when I went to college, I studied theater in college. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, then just got out in the world and started auditioning. I have continued to dance professionally um, since, you know, since forever mm -hmm. now. Um, so that's kind of cool because I always have a different kind of project keeping me busy. And right. sometimes I get to combine those two things as far as with, you know, theater with like musical theater or sometimes even with film stuff. Um, but yeah, I just, it was something I always knew I wanted to do. Um, I definitely wanted to do more theater. I kind of gotten more into commercial acting, mm -hmm. which pays the bills, right? It's not as like validating as an actor, but, uh, it's, you know, it's still, it's still pretty awesome to mm -hmm. just get to do what you love for a living. Right. I mean, yeah, I think that for me as well, I feel like performing is when I feel like the most alive, I feel the most, um, just, I'm so in my element. And I think that when people find something like that for them and whatever works like that for them, it's something you should just stick with and stay on it. So I love that because I know that acting is one of those professions that a lot of people can get discouraged with. So have you had those downs and those problems where you felt like, Oh God, is this worth it? Oh, for sure. Like daily, <laughs> daily. I am questioning. Uh, I'm like, wow, I probably should have gone to law school or something. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so if you're an actor, your life is essentially your job is essentially getting your next job. Right. Um, so, you know, I am doing auditions constantly. And right. even when you book a job and whether it's like a shoot for one day or a show for 30 days, um, you still are in that time thinking about what your next thing is going to be, mm -hmm. where you're headed to next. Um, which is an overwhelming and anxiety-inducing right. uh, feeling. But, um, yeah, and I mean, obviously, also auditioning in general, like, you, it doesn't always feel good. Right. Like, sometimes you walk into the room, and they're just like, thanks for coming out today. Um, and you're like, thanks for leaving my house for nothing, you mean, is <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. So, uh, yeah, hard. yeah, and I just think that, you kind of end up building like a thick skin about it. You yeah. just have to learn to laugh about it. I have, uh, one time I did an audition and the director uh, asked me, he was like, let's try this with it, this accent. And you know, on your resume, there's a special skills section. It does not say that I can do, <laughs> he wanted me to do a German accent. And oh, I was no. like, yeah. And I was like, I definitely cannot do that. And he's like, let's just go for it. Let's just try it. And so I do this accent and the director's sitting there and I finish and he goes, wow, 
that was weird. <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> Probably. I can't do an I like left that. that audition and it was all I could do to get to my car. And I was shaking. Mm -hmm. I was literally just shaking because I knew that that was such a disaster. Like right. his response of that was weird. And just, yeah. you know, thanks for coming out today. And um, so, and there are auditions and there are just even auditions where, you know, you, you just kind of miss the mark. It, you, you don't, I, I would say that for every wonderful, like for every wonderful elated feeling that you have as a performer, that moment on stage where you're getting that applause, you're getting that laugh, uh, that moment where you book that gig that you really wanted for every one of those wonderful moments, there's like a hundred awful ones oh. that could keep you up at night yeah <laughs> questioning I mean, everything get, and you've got feeling. to figure out how to deal with that kind of thing yeah yeah so you know and you have to put it in perspective and um I I think that growing up as a dancer uh helped that because that is a very competitive field and mm -hmm. um you know it's not always a nice it's not always yeah, dance studios yeah it can be a very toxic environment so I credit having to like have grown up in that kind of environment for keeping me sane. Right. Um, even though I think anyone who pursues uh, performing professionally, there is a level of insanity. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> that you really. definitely have um, if you, you know, you're a thrill seeker of a certain kind. If yeah. That's what you do. Um, but yeah, I... I definitely, it's those, it's those wonderful moments where you are performing and where you're filming this thing. And when you're living in that, it like makes it worth it. Yeah. The I mean, high of that is so wonderful. And when you love it, it makes all the total garbage that you go through on a day-to-day -day basis with auditioning worth it. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of those like wonderful moments that you feel like you've just will always carry with you as like, this was a great thing for me? Um... So I definitely think there are three things that super stand out. One is um, I shot a commercial out in California. They'd like flown me out there to film this commercial. It was a huge commercial for Xfinity, um, just like huge budget. Mm -hmm. And the set was like, everything was just so lush. And like, yeah. I was really well catered to. And um, it was just, it was kind of like the first really big commercial job I had booked like that. And it was the you know just kind of this really this amazing feeling oh, I of, bet. Uh, of that and um then i would also say that um like when i started doing stand-up comedy oh yeah and like hearing the laughter of a crowd oh, like my that God, is a yeah. really yeah that's like one of those moments where you're like it's so yes. fueling yeah it was so fueling and i didn't expect that it was something that i kind of didn't really think i would get into uh -huh. and um then when i tried it and getting that making people laugh is something i love to do and uh -huh. it comes really naturally to me and then to do that in a setting where you're bringing these people together and they're all like laughing, you know, with you. It's kind of a really, it's a really empowering yeah. feeling. And um, then uh, I think another, the third moment that I think will always like stick out is like one of those glowing moments is uh, my Nutcracker Sweet and Spicy that I created. Mm -hmm. uh, we celebrated our 10th anniversary for the show in 2019. And the opening night on the 10th anniversary, um, as we hit like the ending pose on stage we had like confetti cannons that went off uh -huh. and like the standing ovation and that was a particularly special moment because not only was it 
you know, a show and the thrill of performing, but it was something that I like created. Yeah. And, and I'd love to have you tell these people about it. Cause I was like, my mom was filling me in and we were talking about it. We were talking about what it was and it was, it just sounds like the coolest thing. Like I'd love to have you explain that. Yeah. So I, uh, started Nutcracker Sweet and Spicy, uh, now 12 years ago. Um, I grown up doing the Nutcracker. Right. I have danced every role there is to dance in the Nutcracker, mm -hmm. literally from like the tiniest baby mouse to the sugar plum fairy. Yeah. Um, and so as a dancer, the Nutcracker kind of is like, it's just a mandatory part of life. Right. Like you as a ballet dancer, you do Nutcracker every year and it, it just, it's a tradition, but it's one of those things that I hated. You come to hate it. Because like the music so just like much. haunts you. Right. Like I'm in a, I'm in a supermarket or like a mall at Christmas season. They're playing like Waltz the Flowers and I want to stab my eyes out <laughs> with a candy cane. So I like kind of realized that I had reached this breaking point. And also like the Nutcracker is something that's is so dated and there aren't that many um, successful attempts to kind of shake it up. Right. And again, because comedy is part of my life and theater, I thought, what if this was redirected? What if this was done in a way that it still holds to the tradition? It holds to that story and that kind of silliness and that like holiday cheesiness, but it is updated in a way that is um, the dance styles are updated. So mm -hmm. what if it fused like ballet, contemporary, modern, hip hop, tap, jazz, right. ballroom, everything. And what if like it had kind of more of a contemporary bent and with, and acknowledge like some social issues. Like right. we've continued to do that with the show. Like when the hashtag me too movement happened, right. we made sure that that was addressed. And um, we have characters that are representing all different colors and mm -hmm. represent like LGBTQ communities and things like that. Um, that is just kind of like organically part of the show to reflect a contemporary urban environment. Mm -hmm. So that being said, it's still just like a really fun holiday show. And yeah. instead of using just the classical music, I dug through uh, all sorts of music online and found versions of Nutcracker music, everything from like hip hop versions to jazz versions. We even use a little bit of the Duke Ellington. Oh, that's so fun. So it's a really fun show. So like- And super refreshing. Right. It's like not your grandmother's Nutcracker, but your <laughs> grandmother will still like to go see it with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I love that description. Yeah. So it's something that like your family can do as a tradition. Like if your family always saw the Nutcracker, but like this is definitely, uh, it's like more fun. It's more, yeah. I guess the kids would call it like woke. <laughs> and um, it's, it just makes for a really, um, like a refreshing, neat update. And I'm super proud of that show. And oh my I God. Yeah. How far it has come. And uh yeah, it's really amazing to get to create something like that and to have it get like national level attention in national dance magazines. Yeah. To play for 10 years to it, it's just spectacular. Yeah. So do the kids that you teach do that or like So what's... it's an adult professional cast. Got it. Um and we there are a couple children in the show. There are like two kids mm -hmm. in the show. Um but uh, yeah, the the adult professional dancers, a lot of them have been with the show for all 10 years. Oh my gosh. Um, which is really amazing. And uh, yeah, they're dancers from all different, there are some who are street trained, like self-trained hip hop dancers. And then we have like oh, classically so trained cool. ballet dancers. Uh, one of our dancers is a ballroom trained dancer. And then, uh -huh. but like we all come together and there are scenes where 
everyone is dancing together and it's neat to see that collaborative environment and it's yeah. super inspiring and to have all these dancers from all these different walks of life, all these different backgrounds, and then to find this like common ground in yeah. dance. Um, so I've learned a lot as a choreographer and as a dancer and as a person. As a person, I was yeah, going to say. Just from That's such an interesting uh, getting people. to forge these connections and learning how to work together and how to kind of use dance to really find unity in a totally unique way that, uh, you know, these and these people, these dancers have become like family to me. Oh, my gosh, I'm sure. Um, and have they you directed it every year. Is yes. So I it? did. Um, I did the choreography overall. Um, there were some scenes that I did, like I oversaw the choreography, right. like I would work with some of the dancers and they would come to me and be like, I have an ideal or, mm -hmm. you know, I am not a hip hop dancer. I have some experience in it, but the scenes that are hip hop, I worked collaboratively with the hip hop dancers right. to create the choreography. Which is awesome. I think that working off of other people and working in that environment is so cool. I think it's it brings such a different element it does. to so many different things. Yeah. Different perspectives and different ideas flowing, even if they're all horrible, getting them out there and Oh yeah, talking. no idea is too horrible. And I think like <laughs> I think as a performer in anything, whether it be dance or if you're in a in theater or in music or you know, if you're filming it doesn't matter. Like a lot of times the director is the director and their word is God. Right. And if you, there's an old expression, like if you have an idea, like don't share it. Mm -hmm. Like, don't, oh my God. Yeah. There's some expression Something about like that. that. Like, yeah. And this totally breaks that barrier yeah. where, um, and I love that because, um, for me, I also perform in the show. So it's a, it's awesome because like they're, we're a team, we're right? Like more of a team than, I mean, sometimes I'm the coach, but like a lot of times it's much more just kind of working together and all yeah. going towards this goal. Um, whereas in a lot of things that I do, if I'm, you're just a performer, like, like that's what you are. You stay yeah, there. You stay in your lane. You uh -huh. keep your, you know, you hit your mark. You do the same thing every time. Right. You're not going to cause trouble. Um, this show, I like encourage. Yeah, it encourages trouble. like independent thinking. <laughs> yeah, I think that's. So I think fun. that that has led to so many cool ideas, and it's challenged all of us as artists, and it's yeah. challenged me as an artist to see because sometimes, like, I'll think I have an idea, and I allow all these other ideas to come in and it makes my idea so much better. And I'm so grateful. Right. I mean, it's like at the end of the day, my name is on the show. Right. And like, I'm like, I feel I so love lucky. this help. Yes. And, I, think and it, I acknowledge that. And I think that the dancers also love that because they get to feel ownership in what they've created. Yeah. And it requires um, a lot of growth for a lot of different people who perhaps haven't had the experience with working with someone who's allowing them to give their opinions or their ideas because it kind of forces them to be like, okay, well, I actually really like this thing, this thing I've wanted to do forever, why don't I just bring it up and see what people think about it? And I think that's, and if they don't like it, it's like, okay, well, this is something I can move past and I can understand and recognize and grow from. So I don't know, I really love, I think that in like my sports teams and stuff, when the coaches are like, do you guys have ideas of how to do this play? It's really awesome because it makes us feel like we're taking more of a part of it and also allows us to be like, okay, how do I think about this differently? Well, and I think as a performer, like we were talking about, it's really hard. It's a hard life. 
and you yeah. have a lot of expectations on you. And sometimes you don't even know when you're auditioning, you don't even know what the expectation is. Right. Sometimes. You're just out there kind of throwing darts wildly at a yeah. dartboard you're and hoping that what you're you hitting it is right. That they're looking yeah. For. And meanwhile, the directing and casting director are sitting there and they're as awesome as you were. They're literally just not looking for you. Right. Um, and so I think that there is kind of this sense. I love that I have created a show where dancers uh, and performers can have that kind of sense of uh, self in it. Yeah. Where you can feel there, there's like a lack of control that you can feel like you have as a performer. And I love that I've given a place where performers can have that because I know, um, for me, that's something that is really hard in performing and auditioning is that it's not, you don't always have that, um, you know, that, that authority or right. that, and, and that's kind of sense of self in your mm -hmm. work. Sometimes you feel very directed or yeah. like, you know, you just don't know what, uh, you're, you're kind of like the clay that right. they're just molding. And it's lovely to see that you have been part of something that is so cool. And I think that there's different levels of pride in that. And you can just feel like this is something that I helped create in the way of I was the pawn for this. Yeah. And I think that's amazing. But then there's also seeing something that you've built and your own self-expression in it and being like, that is incredible to see built from that. You know yeah, what I mean? absolutely. Um, I, I, there is, you can't describe the feeling of getting to see like an entire show that you created oh gosh, get to be on stage. Um, and honestly, I don't really ever get to see it cause I'm in it, right. but I've seen the videos and you know, it's, it's still, it's still there. Um, and I want to, that's something as a performer, like I want to continue to explore directing more. I've done some, um, short films, mm -hmm. um, some comedy ones and some dance ones. Yeah. And, uh, I definitely would love to move more into directing and things like that. Yeah. Because, uh, again, you kind of get – there's a whole different level of uh, of challenge there. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, in COVID times, it's interesting because auditioning has totally taken a different path. Yeah. Uh, for actors, like, you're now doing self-tapes all the time. Yeah. And – We were just talking about yeah, that. Yeah. weird. It's really weird. But, like, there is a certain – as stressful as they are, there's a certain jolly I get from it because you are getting to direct yourself and you're mm -hmm. getting a lot more control. Right. Uh, although then the, like, crazy director in me comes out and I, like – I have I have spent like what should have been like a ten minute self tape experience. I'll turn it into like a three hour thing where yeah. I'm like giving myself extensive notes right. <laughs> and like changing up angles and things like that, like getting all artsy. And I'm like, oh my god, Scorsese, calm down. Like this is a self tape. Like they, but um, the self tape thing is, I think it's interesting because you get you have more agency, right, for what you are doing. Um, so that's kind of an interesting and that sort of, uh, I'm enjoying that in some ways more than just like going to the audition, just like driving so far, having to turn yeah, around. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the having to spend your whole day going to auditions and going to like go sees and doing all this and then 
uh, versus like at least, you know, if you're doing it at home, you can get them done, assuming you don't get all like artsy and James Cameron on right. it. Like, it takes up a whole lot less of your day. Yeah. Um, but yet I feel like I am able to put my, I know I'm putting my best self out there. Yeah. Because unlike an audition where you walk in and the director's like, hmm, that was weird. And yeah. you don't get to do it again. Yeah. I can watch it and be like, oh, that was weird. Yeah. And like refilm it. Right. And so that is interesting. And it definitely, like I, I like I said, I, I think that it's really led me um, to kind of get, to challenge myself in that way and yeah. to sort of start to pique my interest more into like getting to be like on the other side of things. Yeah. I was going to say that taking the experiences I've had from like Nutcracker sweet and spicy and like branching that out more. I really like that. Like side by side comparison of you finding what you're interested in with um, dance and getting all that experience and pulling it together and being like, okay, now I can direct from here and this is where I stand with that. And also your experience in acting and figuring out what's best, what's not good and channeling that into directing through there too, which I think is just a really interesting like change in direction while you're still part of it, but you're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, now with uh, like technology makes creating your own stuff a lot easier. Right. Um, you, I mean, iPhones film in crazy high quality. Mm -hmm. I have a camera, I have lighting equipment because I've had to do so many self tapes. I now right. have like a full light kit at home <laughs> and sound equipment. So it makes, it's making things more possible and just like technology with like computers and like YouTube may, being such a wonderful place to share content. Um, I, I think like even in the, like even 10 years ago, it was a lot harder. And so now like things being the way they are, uh, it makes it kind of feel doable like right. the, to get something. You don't have to feel like you have to have this like huge $10,000 budget. You're right. like, you know what? I can create. I cool. can work with this. Yeah. So um, I, I have done uh, a couple of short films, like some comedy shorts mm -hmm. and sketches. And then that has spanned all the way to like kind of like full scale production, like dance I did a dance short film about domestic violence. Wow. Um, yeah, totally other end of the spectrum Yeah, there. but very interesting. But, um, yeah, and so just knowing that you can utilize, uh, like, kind of the storytelling aspect, again, like, kind of provoking people to think or to laugh, like, whatever. Yeah, make them lot. feel something. Yeah, so this is something that I want to, as a, when you ask, like, where I want to go as a performer, mm -hmm. I think, like, that is something. Yeah. Um, and it's a really awesome like trajectory that you're on because I think that it's, it's not always like necessary, but it is super helpful to have that experience as the person in front of the camera or on stage and understand what it's like being there and understand what it's, what's good, what's not good to then go into the directing position and be like, okay, now I have this groundwork. I can, I can work with this. If yeah. You need to do. But um, where did you? I just wanted to quickly go back to the whole stand-up comedy thing. When did when did that happen? Because I love stand-up. It's actually a really funny story. I was in a show in New York. Yeah. I was in a play, mm -hmm. an off-Broadway play or off-off-Broadway, and um, the director, like, we would just chat, you know, in, in downtime and rehearsals, and she was like, "You're hilarious. You should do stand-up." Oh and yeah. I was like, "Oh no, I'm not doing that." And um, then I, I was really slow at like getting off book. Mm -hmm. I just was being a lazy, lazy person. And, um, <laughs> we were like approaching tech week and I was still holding a script. And she's like, if you aren't off book by, 
you know, in two days, like I'm going to make you go do stand up. <laughs> and I was like, you're not going to make me do stand up like during tech week of a show. Like, right. I call your bluff. And I just, I don't know. I was trying to get off book, but I just, I, I wasn't running lines at home, whatever. Show up during tech week, still not off book. And she literally like dragged me to an open mic oh my in gosh. Times Square. And which is just like throwing you into the fire. Yeah. And, uh, after the show, uh, one of the comedians who was a host for the night, and he like organized, you know, the open mics and stuff. And he was like, you actually, I know you were forced into doing this kind of as a joke, but uh, you actually have a lot of talent. And like, that was really, I've never seen anyone get up there like the first time and not, you know, completely bomb and yeah. or something. Uh, so he's like, I think this is something you should consider. So I took some classes and started studying. I actually went out to Chicago to second city oh, so and studied, cool. um, like comedy and writing and things like that. And, um, you know, just kind of got into it that way. Yeah. Um, and I do, I'm a regular on Colin McEnroe's The Nose on WNPR. Oh, wow. Um, and that has been great because that gives me like a really great platform to yeah. talk about things and be funny and keeps like, you know, people hear your name and then yeah, the consistency. Right. Yeah. So I kind of just stumbled into that of everything I've ever done. It's like something I sort of stumbled into and sort of had no expectations for myself with. Like everything else, I've always been really like calculated and trained. I mean, that I went back and got training, but it was like, more kind of something that just happened that somebody suggested. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I love this. And like I said, the the feeling of making an audience laugh. And I also love that like with comedy, a lot of stuff, you know, you're kind of taking your trauma, your stresses, your weirdness and making it funny. And that like relates to people. And yeah. I love when people come up to me, especially like other young, like younger women than me. And they'll mm. come up to me and they're like, oh my God, you made me feel normal. Like I felt yeah. seen by things you were saying. It's awesome. And uh, I loved that because um, I think like female voices in comedy are super important because it does help you know, I think especially like we were talking before, like young women like feel more embarrassed and everything. And mm -hmm. I feel like when I go to write my comedy, I prey upon things that I am most embarrassed by. And, right. Um, and use things that. like that I want to like just basically exposing myself. And in that it's funny <laughs> because it's like those like weird things that we all do. And right. then you but make like laughing about it makes you feel better. Yeah. And I think so, women in comedy is something that I love. I love pushing that forward. I think that it's the coolest thing. And I think that encouraging, I think we like not to get too deep, but like as a society, I think that we do silence women's voices a lot. We silence a lot of people's voices. And that's something that we are actively need to be working for and towards a better place where we feel more comfortable talking and not feel like we don't have a voice in those situations. And I think that, performing and comedy and finding a place where you feel like you can be heard and you can have it on your own terms is so important, which is why I love, I love it. Like pushing forward that like women, women in comedy, people in comedy, people working right. in an uncomfortable place where they are scared out of their mind. And it's something stage. I would encourage, uh, especially if, if you're a performer, but I just would encourage like all young women to kind of find that voice and like, you know, the thing that the things that you're like embarrassed by are like everyone else is feeling the same it's thing. So normal. And I think exactly. And I think that that's like the power in comedy. Mm -hmm. And I found that. And that's what I love. I love when like somebody sends me a message or like, you know, sees me after a show and they're like so excited to talk with me. Although it's also weird because they feel like you're 
their friend. Right. They and like feel like, like they know you because they'll hear you on the radio or they like see you in a show. And because it is kind of like personal, like they're like, same. Like one time I did a comedy show and this woman in the audience kept yelling like, same, same oh to gosh. every joke. And it made me laugh. Like I wanted to go hug her because <laughs> she clearly was like feeling such a moment. Right. Um, and I, but it, I think that it is, there is, I, I think that it is something that um, if other, like I think more like young women should feel like, uh, they can like share these things and yeah. like, talk about these things. And like, you can make things like your period be hilarious right? and you'll feel better and bond with other people. And also men will laugh at it and feel really uncomfortable. Right. It's hilarious to just like watch the men be squirming when you're like <laughs> making period jokes. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. just make them just like, I think, I think it's just a really great, I think comedy is a really great way to get a, message across or to make things normalized or even just to get your voice out there and I think it is it's terrifying I think that like improv is something I do and it's it's terrifying it's terrifying and because you're just jumping without net and like you have no idea what's happening you're really trusting yourself and, and other improv you have to trust others. yeah comedy stand up like you're, you're doing it on you your just, own and you're hoping people right. like, like your jokes that but I get yeah it so, and for me, like comedy and that kind of like pushing the boundaries and looking at things differently and kind of that's, that kind of all comes into like how I, what I wanted to do with like Nutcracker, Sweet and Spicy, uh -huh. sort of like with everything that I do, I sort of want to be able to like have that voice and like yeah. make people all feel, you know, find those things that bring us together and like right. make us have fun. Yeah. And I think through like literally all of the things that you do, I think that actually storytelling is kind of really a big part of it. It's, I mean, it's like through dance, through mm -hmm. acting, through um, comedy, like all of it, you're, you're getting to a point where you're, um, you're telling a story or you're, you're working on how to tell the best, tell it the best way. So I don't know. I think that's like really interesting and I, it sounds like a really fun thing to do. I know that there's always those downsides and stuff, but um, it sounds like it's something that you really enjoy and that you find a lot of happiness in yeah I think that it is uh for sure I I can't imagine doing anything else yeah no, yeah I mean <laughs> it for sure defines me but is uh it just makes me so happy yeah I mean I, I think if you find something like that then you should use it and yeah if you're lucky enough to find something that makes you that happy absolutely take advantage of it and roll with it because that should be like the advice that everyone who listens to this just yeah seriously but whatever it is that you want to do just go and do it <laughs> yeah well um thank you so much for talking to me this was so interesting and funny and if you're listening to this please check out okay first of all the nutcracker is sweet and spicy yes yeah, you can just go out. to carolynpain.com yeah check it out see what it's like i think that'd be the best thing that you can take away from this but thank you for listening bye